Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. So Air Force has a 29-0 lead. <laughs> they had a fourth and goal opportunity to stop Utah State. Then there's a penalty. And now here we are in third and goal again, and Utah State still has not been able to punch it in from inside the five-yard line. Utah State is terrible. I've yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, loss, you know. Though. I've already called this. Well, don't. don't well, with that attitude. Well, I mean, then I'll be surprised and delighted if I end up winning. You're lowering the expectations, and then you're going to get Correct. over-delivered? All right. All right. Correct. Low expe- uh, there ah, you go. Yeah, it's a and now Utah State gets in, so that's going to make it 29-7. Uh, after the extra point. So See, that's off the board right now. Army's also up 23-21 on UTSA. That totals all the way up to 59.5. UTSA is actually a uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Should have just bet all overs tonight. Mm-hmm. Should have. Clearly. That easy. That's, that, that, that Thursday easy. and Monday unders. Maryland up it. 21-14 on Virginia. That totals 50.5. Yeah, a lot of bigger totals now. Well, at least we're closer to the 48 and a half. That's true. Was. I should have I should have ran to the parking lot and grabbed that 62 and a half or whatever it was right when they I think they had, tw- they had 21 straight points in like 4 minutes. Yeah. It did balloon like right at that Woo! point. Yeah. We could only just uh you know be in the, the the betting zone right here in DC as opposed to stepping across the street. Well, I'd probably lose more money cuz I'd be Actually, chasing. yeah, it might be it might I'd just be a be good chasing. thing. When you know you have to run to the parking lot for things, you're like, "Ah, <laughs> do I really want to like tear a hamstring for the over in this freaking Virginia Maryland game?" No. I'm not warmed up enough. You're going to end up like Kevin Hart tearing your hip flexors yes. and your well, everything. Well, I end up like Ryan Horvath. Yeah, you don't want to do With that. With a hip? Yeah, you don't want that. Then no. you get a special chair, my, though. My neck, my hip. You He's got a custom that. chair. Things pretty sweet. Yeah, you get a custom chair yeah. if you hurt your hip. Yeah, so it works. All right. Summer saying. Kansas City's at Jacksonville. The Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total's 51 there. And, look, we, we know what happened to open the season. It was the Dropskis with no Travis Kelsey and no Chris Jones. Both are expected to be back. Andy Reid said today they're back unless there's any setbacks. And Travis Kelsey back against the Jags is scary for Jacksonville. 20 catches, 179 yards, three touchdowns in two games against the Jags. Both were wins last year. First off, right off the bat, you're going Travis Kelsey over in this, overs in this. You you just you have to. With those numbers, with what we've seen before, a guy that missed the first game, he's going to be amped up. He's going to have energy. He's going to be ready to go. So you've got to go with Travis Kelsey there. The only other bet that I have in this is actually Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I was going to say points and rebounds. God, I'm, why am I thinking basketball here? Uh, rushing yards and receiving yards, and that is at 57.5. He had 54 total last week. They're clearly comfortable giving him the ball because at some point, Travis Kelsey's not going to be open. Pacheco out of the backfield has been a real comfort zone for uh, for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I agree with Travis Kelsey. You have to do it, especially considering like that's the matchup that favors them the most, and we're not really sure what other receivers that the Chiefs have that you can trust. Even though Travis Kelsey's not 100%, I, if, if you lose the bet, Knowing those stats that you know mm-hmm. and knowing the matchup that they have, then you're just kind of saying, well, I mean, bad on me. Mm-hmm. I-, I like the Jags in this spot at the crib. Like, I really do. Uh, you're getting three and a half points, so you're getting above the key number. You get the hook. I kind of like the Jags to win this game, too, plus 150. I think the Jags are going to be the surprise team of this year. And this is like a somewhat of a revenge spot from the last time these two teams played. Uh, they're at- they added weapons. Chiefs subtracted weapons. 
yeah, that's just kind of a spot play for me, a home field advantage thing for me, and a revenge thing with me. Yeah, the total's been bet up, obviously. I did bet the over when it was first released, and I kind of like Kansas City's team total, especially because it's minus 120 to the under, 27 and a half points. I think they bounce back. I think Kadarius Tony has to bounce back, or he might not be in the league in a couple weeks. And <laughs> Andy Reid says they still trust him. Mahomes said the same thing today in his uh, post-game stuff or um, media day stuff. So I... Uh, I do like Kansas City to bounce back offensively. Chris Jones is going to be back, but I was watching this interview with him, and they're like, hey, are you in football shape? And he's like, I guess we'll find out. So I think he's going to probably be on a snap count. I don't know how much we'll see of Chris Jones. And like you guys said, Kelsey's killed them the last two matchups, so I do like his receiving prop. And then for the Jags, because I think we're going to get a bunch of points, I actually really like the Chiefs' corners. Um, So I think they might be able to kind of hold their own against the wide receivers. So what I was looking at would be Evan Ingram, but the problem is his receptions are four and a half and it's minus 150 or Travis Etienne and his are only two and a half minus 150. And I'm not really big into laying chalk, but I might look at some like alternate lines. I think both of those guys are going to eat and I think they're going to eat underneath against that Kansas city defense. Cause that's the one area where they struggle their linebackers in coverage, but yeah. their secondary is actually pretty good. So um, Calvin Ridley going against like Legarius Sneed. Yeah. Uh, Christian Kirk going against Trent McDuffie. Zay Jones going against Josh Williams. Some of the worst matchup ratings in the NFL this week for wide receivers. Calvin yeah. Ridley, man. Yeah. Calvin Ridley's going to have a big, big year this year. Josh Allen, though, remember, had three sacks uh, week one. That's, that's, that's somebody I want to keep watching because we're talking a lot about that Jags defense. Yeah, you need you're gonna need some playmakers and you're gonna need some defensive stops and Josh Allen's playing for a new contract so yeah. the other Josh Allen yeah that's you know. why I, I like Jacksonville at three and a half like Trista said too once we go over the key number I think this is gonna be a field goal game and Josh Allen came out and called it a playoff game he's like this is a playoff game for us so um, and Walker looked a little bit better year two he mm-hmm. had a couple pressures in that game so uh I I like the de- I like the Jags defense what we saw but it was week 1. I want to see a little bit more and I want to see what they do uh when they go against the best quarterback in league history rather than a rookie. So, like the over like the team total over for the Chiefs, but I do think this is a close game. I think it's a high scoring game where the Jags maybe even win this one outright. I'm really high on Jacksonville this year like most. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite games of the weekend. Like yeah, I cannot wait to sit and watch this game. Really really fun to watch. Yeah, two too. two great quarterbacks and to see also if if Jacksonville can win this game, this is you making a statement to the league that we're not just like an up and coming team that we're here. Yeah. Right. We've talked about like the outside chance of them having the number one seed in the AFC. If things fall into place for them, the defense is better. All of those things. We're one week into the season, so we're not in there. We're not there yet. But this is a big statement game for them if they're able to do. But you got to win. It can't even just be a close game. They really need to go out there and they need to win this game. Uh, the Ravens are at Cincinnati. We talked to Cordell Woodland earlier. If you missed that, it's on the podcast wherever you get your podcast. He was uh, with 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore, covers the team there. And uh, both offenses look terrible, except Cincinnati looked even worse. He had 82 passing yards. My God, I can't believe I'm saying that. Not even 90 passing yards for Joe Burrow week one. It was just insane to watch that. Cincinnati's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Total sitting at 40. Six and a half. I just don't see these uh, these offenses looking the same way week two that they did week one. Now you got a pass rush that had three sacks from the Bengals. It had three sacks on um, Deshaun Watson last week. Okay, so they're going to get after Lamar Jackson. You've got a depleted offensive line. Two of their best offensive linemen are not going to be playing in this game. But the difference here is that Lamar Jackson averages eighty three rushing yards a game against the Bengals. 
I took the over 43 and a half on his rushing yards in this. In fact, I even took an alternate and took 50 plus at plus money because I, he can run. He's like, he's just going to have to. If there's no protection, Lamar Jackson's not going to stand in the pocket. He's going to get out and he's going to run. Zay Flowers had 54 yards after the catch last week. Another, I think there's another chance for another big game for him this. said earlier it was only 38 and a half to go over his receiving yards. He had 78 last week. So I, both offenses will come out after the way they looked in week one. They will be better. This is a rivalry game. It means something to both sides. I think the Bengals will be a little more rusty still. Lamar Jackson looked like somebody that hadn't played football in 280 days last week. And then Joe Burrow looked like somebody that hadn't been around in training camp, coming off of a calf injury. So a week will make a little bit of a difference. Both teams will look better. But I'm going on the props with that. If I got to pick a side, i probably lean Ravens in this just because I think the Bengals and their slow starts over the last couple of years makes me more comfortable with the Ravens. Yeah, this is my favorite bet of the week. I like the Bengals uh, minus three, which is minus 120 right now, but I don't want to mess with a three and a half here. I I like Cincinnati to bounce back offensively, and I think that there's some matchups that they're going to be able to exploit in this game. And the one, you already brought it up, man. Like, the Ravens are working out guys off the street on their (laughs) offensive line. nuts. So now you're looking at a backup tackle against Trey Hendrickson. Good luck right there. Same story for the Ravens as every other year. A bunch of injuries. J.K. Dobbins can't catch a break. And last week, like, I wanted to see the Todd Munkin offense because we've been talking about it for two and a half months. We got to see it a little bit with Snoop Huntley in the preseason. Lamar was 15 for 15 in a clean pocket. Looked really good when he was protected, but still only four air yards per attempt. Maybe they didn't want to show a whole lot because they were playing the Texans. But I just think this is a perfect buy-low spot on the Bengals offense, which I expect to bounce back. I also like Jamar Chase to score an anytime touchdown. I like T. Higgins to get in the end zone, too. He didn't even have a catch in that last game. He didn't have one reception. So I think he has a bounce-back game, and I think Jamar Chase gets in the end zone after doubling down and calling the Browns secondary and defense a bunch of elves. So I, I like Cincinnati. That's my favorite bet this week. Yeah, I uh, this game is going to be pretty ugly. I think it's going to be you know obviously a divisional rivalry game. So yeah. for me, it, both offenses are still going to be struggling, struggling to get going. Joe Burrow still trying to get healthy. Like you said, Ryan, earlier on the show, he hasn't played really any football outside of last week until, like, really all summer. Um, And then you've got Lamar Jackson. He didn't play at the end of last year either. Gets the big contract. Now he's getting a new offensive system, new coordinator, and he just lost J.K. Dobbins. So two offensive linemen down for him. I think both of these offenses are going to be trying to figure out what they're going to do against pretty decent defenses that know each other. For me, it's the first half under at 23 minus 120. Uh, The one player that I really do like for the Ravens is Zay Flowers, just because Vegas hasn't caught up really yet in terms of the reception Mm -hmm. number. The reception number is only three and a half. Um, It is now minus 150. That's changed in the last hour. It was minus 120 when, uh, when we were talking about this game about an hour and a half ago. Right. So um, just shop around. I like Zay Flowers' receiving yards. I like the receptions made. Uh, other than that, I would probably stay away because I don't like the three and a half. Maybe buy, uh, buy the three. Um, I do think Bengals bounce back. I do think they get the win, minus 165. That's pretty much all I like in this game, though. Under 23, first half, uh, Zay Flowers' receptions, and Bengals to win outright. The props market right now is is a much more comfortable spot to be in, I think, than a lot of sides, until, especially sides for some of these games. You just don't know what all these teams are going to look like just to the second week of the season, but you see that the market hasn't adjusted, like you said, to some of these players individually. Especially rookies. And you can just, yeah, you, you get an opportunity to just, okay, I like this game. I think this could happen in this game, but I don't know if that's going to contribute to this team winning or whatever the case is, especially with this Ravens game. So, yeah, I these offenses will have their struggles, but I say this, knock on wood, 
they can't look worse than they both did week one. So, I hope not. I want yeah. this because man, we got a good, good noon slate. We do. I almost wish, as we look at like the later slate, that we could have moved one of these games a little bit later on. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. why the hell do we have Ravens, Bengals, and Jags, Chiefs at the same time, 1 p.m. kickoff? Yeah. I want to sit down and, and Seahawks, Lions for I that know, matter. It stinks. Packers, Lions. Chargers, and then Titans. we have chart, and then we have uh, Giants, Cardinals at four or five. Oh. I mean, stick Giants, Cardinals in the one p.m. slot. Right, it makes sense because we thought we were getting Aaron Rodgers against Mike McCarthy in our marquee game of the day, the four twenty-five kick, the uh, Greg Olson yeah. game. But now we're getting Zach Wilson. That four four o'clock and four twenty-five <laughs> spot is rough. Commanders, Broncos, mm-hmm. Jets, like, Cowboys, yep. Niners, Rams, like, Giants, Cardinals. Gross, 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 gross. Like Zach Wilson making that trip to Dallas is like Joe Pesci making that trip in Goodfellas, like the last one. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like good luck. Buddy. He's like, I'm about to be a made man. Why wow, Zach Wilson's gonna light the Cowboys no, up? No, it's not happening. No, no way. No. Not not a this, chance. No, not a chance. PJ's favorite bet, he said, is Jets. Nine of course, half. of course it is. PJ just. I just kind of like the, the Jets too a little bit. I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit against Dallas. Actually, yeah, that was the one. I'm not betting it though. My yeah, I would never bet that. The that defense had was allowing explosive running backs to get after them. I mean, listen, Dallas probably won't do what they did against the Giants to the Jets, but that Jets offensive line is horrible. Now the Giants are four point favorites heading to Arizona. Uh, Thirty nine and a half is the total there in that game, and like we know, right? We saw it. Like the first question is, can either one of these teams? score a touchdown offensively. Neither team last week had an offensive touchdown. Jesus. And then the Giants got shut out. This may be the ugliest, worst, gross, disgusting game that's actually on the schedule. Now, the Giants will probably look better. I like the Giants in this. In fact, I think the Giants win this game. I think the Giants cover. The Cardinals are not a good team. But they were relatively decent defensively. They're just going to see a better quarterback now in Daniel Jones than they saw in Sam Howell last week. But like neither one of these is very good. The key here, though, I took a Daniel Jones anytime touchdown. The Cardinals have allowed 22 rushing touchdowns since the start of 2022, tied for the fourth most in the NFL. So you've got a couple of opportunities here. Saquon Barkley's like minus 120 for an anytime touchdown. It's going back to like the Jalen Hurts thing where you're like, ah, anytime touchdown, I I want plus money if I'm going to do it. So I went with Daniel Jones just because there may be a chance where the, look, the Cardinals are getting after him, and he just scrambles. Like, that's kind of and plus money, but, God, I, I don't even want to watch. This This may be a bet-and-forget game here. I bet the Giants, just because of this is like the classic perfect system where you get the Giants who get blown out 40 nothing right. Now they go back on the road. Arizona yeah. actually covers the spread against the Commanders, looked halfway decent till we remember – with all due respect, it is the Commanders. Um, you're not, Sam Howell. <laughs> but, you, you're not hurting my feelings. Like <laughs> Neither of these teams are good, right? But for the Cardinals, the goal is very simple. You want to be the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. You're not going to play Kyler Murray. And um, you're going to lose a lot of games. So I, I think the Giants bounce back. They're not as bad as they showed. I don't think that they win 9-10 games this season. But I do think that they beat the Cardinals. I would make this 5.5 where it actually moved to. So I bet a number uh, that's gone here, too. But I, I like the Giants. Yeah, I like the Giants, too. I like them in a bounce-back spot. The system tells you everything that you need to know. Um, teams that l- get absolutely destroyed, the next week they come out and cover. So I like Daniel Jones. Um, I like his rushes, too. Uh, if you look at it, yeah. I was looking at his rushing yards. The attempts or the yards? Uh, like the, uh, yards at 34 and a half. Uh, last game he had, what was it? 
43 rushing yards, and it wasn't just running for his life. He had 13 carries. So I like the Giants, and I like Daniel Jones' rushing attempts at 6.5, and, and I also like the rushing yards at 34.5. Giants also 6-0 and against the spread after a loss with Brian Dable as their head coach. Now, granted, they faced a Smack lot of... around, Brian. Lot, 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 of, lot, of, lot of bigger spreads as the underdogs last week. All right, some of our favorite props for this weekend next. BetMGM Tonight. It's time for our hosting trifecta to take a break. We'll be right back with more on BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.